The industry and the government have crippled the whole what was once good for a lot of people. Everybody. Welcome to another episode of No Turntables and Two Microphones. I'm LT Woods, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Thornton. This episode, we sat down with a St. Louis local, cultivator, and master of none, Boo. Unfortunately, I think the natural evolution of when you're trying to get better... Uh, in the real world especially with back pain or some kind of orthopedic pain that like unfortunately it's opioids are the 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 standard and it it it, it starts off slow and you know for me i ended up on 500 milligrams a day like that's what i was prescribed for over five years <laughs> so wow. yeah yeah i took 200 milligrams of uh morphine a day and uh uh-huh 350 milligrams of uh oxycodones a day uh roxycodones 30 milligrams yeah yeah yeah. and you know sometimes i went over my prescription it was weird yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, uh <laughs> they know how to get people yeah no it's yeah. crazy what's what's going on over there lt I, I see you just put like a fancy shiny rock in there oh so that's this is the, that's mr Krabs. Okay. that's a money bag and uh that's a plankton, bro. Um, that's a that's a three hundred dollars slurper set. Okay, okay. Um, that, that's made of glass. It's a terp slurper, man. Oh, okay, yeah. This latest. is all the latest in uh, dab technology. This is all new to me. It, uh, bounces around in there, get a little air float. <laughs> well, okay, okay. Things have advanced pretty far these days. Uh, a long way from an apple. <laughs> a long way from the old soda can. Socket wrench. It's a nice uh, apple. Um, so this is a uh, this is a uh, dog man. This is um this is uh, a jam. Um, I might have heard it was jelly, but it was jam. Well, you ever tried to jelly something into your ass? Man? You could jam it right in there. <laughs> there's uh, a, there's that whole joke about like I got fired, you know, or that joke about jelly. The difference. I'm not gonna go into the joke, but <coughs> one time there's this kid getting tattooed, and he's like, I got fired yesterday for telling this joke at my work, and then he told the joke, and it's super inappropriate joke to say at work. It's like, yeah, you definitely should have got fired if you for being just dumb in a corporate like place to say. That's funny you say that. Do you have a new tattoo? Yeah, yeah. Ah. My bud Dave is uh, moving to Costa Rica, so we traded tats the other night. I like, I like Panthers. Uh, I got seven now. That's I know. Seven. Well, and the, this is an arm of Panthers that you have yeah, going. So yeah, I'm filling it up. Yeah, yeah. A little dry right now. I like how like most of them are just smash over, and I know that's the whole point. But I, I, I try to only... Uh, is, that, is that a Jesse thing you're smashing over? Uh, yeah, yeah. Not in person. I loved, you know. I know. But, yeah. But it's just, I didn't want, you know. All things fade. Oh, yeah, you know. Well, I mean. Including you, Jesse. <laughs> no, no, not this. This this is 14 years old. Still bright as hell under there. But Solid. I just, I tattoo a lot of Panthers, so I got to reference. Easy. You know, I just, I'm like doing one. I'm like looking at this one a lot. You know, like. Yeah. Oh. Well, I don't, 
I, I get it because the ship isn't really, it's not what it was. Yeah. It's not, yeah. It's not what you, it's not traditional. Yeah. It's, it's just, yeah. It's yeah. not traditional. It's well done. Well, definitely well executed. Yeah. And at the time, and, you know, just, I still have like a, I've been tattooed by him more than anybody. So I still have a bunch of ones that I love. And so, like, what a lot of people don't know, and like, this is where like neo traditional happened, you know, was, during the 90s and the early 2000s that like you had all these kids that were like me that definitely wanted to like do something other than traditional because that's all that was really available and so like we were putting whatever colors we could into it and warping it whatever way we could and like of course that all came from grime and all and marcus kachenko and all those people that were like out there um in san francisco that were really like or Marcus Pacheco. Yeah, Mark, uh, Eddie yeah. Deutsch. And, Eddie yeah. Deutsch. They were all doing new school shit, which was basically twi- twisted up traditional. And like, it's some of that stuff had a lot of traditional values to it that still held up, but like they were just trying to do something different, you know? And like, I don't think people realize that that's where like neo traditional and then bringing it back to traditional, I think a lot of us that were in that time learn that like some of that stuff worked and some of it didn't and you know i mean i i still say if you do a new school tattoo properly and put it together properly it'll hold up like any traditional oh tattoo. yeah I'm, i mean i i agree 100 percent, especially i mean because that era of tattooing that you're talking about is my favorite the late 90s eddie deutsch was you know still is just killing it and but it's all like wild stuff but it's all has the right amount of black and and all that and then the i mean even like as a traditional tattoo i hear tons of people just bad mouthing like color portraits right and i've seen firsthand from my friends and coworkers stuff that works and stuff that doesn't but like nico his shit ain't going nowhere he's figured not, it out not now for sure yeah yeah exactly like he dialed it he been he's these guys have who are still doing that style they've went through the trial and error that they've been able to see a tattoo 10 years later that they did well i worked with roman and even though this thing got hell of infected i mean uh this is 2008 yeah i mean it's you know what i mean and it got infected because i didn't treat things properly and we use vasicane i hate vasicane we'll imagine um in the in the scar department is that Maynard James Keenan? That is Maynard okay, James Keenan. Okay. Um, and I mean, that motherfucker's in there. Yeah. It's I'm, not good. Like, you know what it is, and it was infected. Oh, yeah. And again, know, you know, great. but like, uh, you know, anyway, no, that, that shit will hold up if, if it's done right. I did portraits that are that are as old as this that were done with coil machines on my friend Doak, and huh, they're still, yeah, still there. Yeah. Still see them. Yeah. 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 So we got um, El Pintero Blanco. Okay. <laughs> that is Matt's new name. Yeah. Yep. El Pintero Blanco. And that speaking is. Uh, <laughs> El Pintero Blanco. Blanco. We got uh, Boo here with us. Boo. Uh, a man hey. I've known for over 10 years now. Yes, definitely over 10 years now. Couldn't, couldn't uh, be happier to have him in my inner circle of friends. He's a great guy. He's a top-notch fella. A man I've known over 
10 minutes now. <laughs> yeah. It's all 10 to 10 years. Yeah. It all lines minutes, up and lines up. I got to say, not to uh, kiss Boo's ass too much, but he is one of the most talented people I know. I, uh, Matt only knows two people, though. Uh, <laughs> That's the problem. And one's, no, no. One's, <laughs> one's his mom and dad. And, he loves them too. Uh, aside from all his experience in the the cannabis stuff, he's the best cook I know as well. I do enjoy cooking and feeding people. This motherfucking it's dude, a great. Uh, it's a great connection to people. He'll build you a guitar. You know. Oh yeah. He can build you a guitar and play the hell out of it. I went to, I did go to school for that, but I I, I can't do it anymore. Well, you got one it's that you made. Sixteen years since I've worked with wood. You know. He could build a guitar better than me, for sure. So that's... <laughs> I'm pretty sure better than me. <laughs> I, I destroyed a hydro system right before we came here today. So that I built, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like to do that. I like to build something up and then destroy it and then, like, rebuild it and then destroy it again and then, you know, cry and then try to build it again. Anyway. <laughs> Thousands of homeless people fed. Well, I used to do that a little. Yeah. Now they're getting a little on my nerves sometimes. Yeah. What are you going to do? You know. What, what do you do professionally or non-professionally? Or I'm not professional at anything. Perfect. I'm amateur at best. <laughs> uh, a lot, yeah. Yeah, I'll do a little of this. I have a DJ up and down this block we're on right here. I've DJed everywhere from the like gramophone, gazelleg all the time, parlor bar back a few years back, uh, the... What's the bicycle bar up there? The bicycle bar and uh, oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah handlebar handlebar yep. yeah I do some of that I've uh, been a traditional traditional market uh, cannabis been involved in that for a long time and uh, I do some crawfish boils which is fun I do those up the street every Valentine's Day for eight years we've had one up the street at Kazali mm-hmm. boil five hundred pounds of crawfish. Come check that out. Around. Have fun, you know, and I enjoy getting tattoos. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I do not enjoy getting. Well, tattoos. I don't enjoy it. The pain is a lot, right. and I'm not gonna. It. I only got a couple hours left, and it's hard to finish these last couple hours. But I get it. I've 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 enjoyed the uh, enjoyed meeting Matt and being friends with him. Which, yeah, that's great, and. Uh, no, had some good experiences with people all over the country. A couple, couple weird ones, you know. But I what? It. What country did you bring me that sticker back from? Oh, that was uh, Indonesia, Bali. Just like, a sticker that says Matt is gay. They, 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 they love to have stickers with every American's name that says you're gay. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure how the what it was, but I knew they. Nate got one that said Nate is gay, and Matt got one. I think they're just happy over there because they're very happy people in Bali, and Matt's a pretty happy guy himself, you know? He is. He is. You know what they say? We'll have a gay old time. Matt's one of those guys that, that, like, every time I've ever, well, any time I've ever interacted with Matt, he's always been super nice. and I try, I try. He has, like, a great, like, aura about him, kind of, and then, like, He's one of the like I always say I always think of people as I go, man. If somebody is fuck with that dude, man, they're gonna die. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when somebody's so nice, and it's like when you make a person like that upset, 
Yeah, well, things things are not gonna go. It's hard to settle down. Yeah, when you yeah. get when the, I will admit when it gets to that point, it's hard. But I, I'm sure he's got some good DDT moves or plenty of wrestling moves. You know to that's like that. to, to, to <laughs> Boo got to see me put a guy in a chokehold one time. I did. I did see that. I went. He was ready to fight right alongside. Me. I went to see uh, the Calvera brothers, pops. Yeah, and uh, some some young fellow was testing the waters and not being very gentlemanlike with some of the ladies that Matt knew and next thing you know I look over and the guy was lifted up off the ground and by his throat and <laughs> I was jumping in That's and my only I cool was like story. I was like I haven't been 20 years I haven't been to a show a hardcore metal and I was like guess we're doing this you know it's the only time I've seen Matt have to do it so I'll say this it doesn't don't, happen often. Don't don't test him. <laughs> it doesn't happen too often. She's very tall. I was uh, surprised security didn't make me leave. I know they 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 were scared themselves. So, um, how of all your years' experience with? Um, so wait, you started getting tattooed when you were thirty, right? Thirty years old. Yeah, and you would just you went for it super hard. Yeah, I was like, uh, hey, I want to do a bodysuit. And I was like, because I just thought it was, you know, it's kind of like what, what some outlaws do or something, you know. And then when I say I was like, ah, then I just stuck with it. And here we are 18 years later. That's what I was going to ask is what year did you, you say 30, but like what year did you start? So so 18 years, 2000 and, 2004, 2004. And I went over, uh, my friend was like, hey, you know this guy over in Granite City owns a shop? And I'd never even been to Granite City before. Oh, so he's like, he'll trade some, some weed for a tattoo. Huh. And I was like, oh, really? I was like, all right. Went over and got a tribal tiger tattoo, which is my I'm year of the tiger. Uh -huh. And then I got a cancerian 69 symbol in the leg of the tribal tiger <laughs> and then I, I went over i went over you know extreme ink granite city you know still going good still good going tattoos. dave dave and then you know went in had a couple tattoos from him and then i uh was like came in i was living here and met nate from all-star and at which point I was like, I like these guys, and just kept going to Trader Bob's and All Star and different tattoos around the world and different spots. And got tattooed a few times in San Francisco. <laughs> Had a couple legendary spots, you know. I got tattooed by uh, Bill Salmon. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and uh, I also got tattooed by uh, Doug Hardy, Ed's Ed's yeah, yeah. son at Tattoo City. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. You know, so, so I worked at Mom's on uh, on the corner of Gravel or <laughs> on the corner of Masonic and Hate. Oh, uh, nice. I worked there for a couple years, and I went up and guest spotted for several years before I ever moved there. Yeah, um, yeah, it's. Uh, I love that city. Unfortunately, COVID really took a toll on that city. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went back there during, like, kind of during COVID and uh, to, like, see friends. And, like, it was also kind of a good time to vacation, in my opinion. Well, it was actually last October I went out to um, take a, a, a hash course uh, with uh, bird extracts in, in Mendocino. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I did three or did two days with – it was bird extracts and um, – 
Pezbro was there, but he wasn't actually doing the demo. Um, and that's where I met uh, Bird, um, and that was kind of where I had this epiphany about the parallels between the tattoo community and the uh, and the cannabis community because. I realized that like all these dudes were holding these secrets like back in the day of tattooing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like Ed Hardy and people like this that weren't really letting this stuff out, you know? And then like when it came out later on, like you know, then the the craft could evolve really fast. Is what I'm getting yeah. at. Um. <laughs> it was like that with glass blowing too, you know. I was sure. friends with a lot of my friends with glass blowers starting back in the '90s when there's not handful and. I'd watch my friend take four months to learn how to blow a, a, a one-hitter or a spoon that, that you could learn in 15 minutes with somebody showing you. you yeah. Know? So it's and the culture assimilations I find, too, is just, I mean, tattooing and weed, those are both cultures, you know? Those are something that's been bred and, you know, fed all these years. And I think they've, both of the, both of them, they go in a new direction, a larger direction. I, I'm not sure I enjoy either of the cultures as much as pre, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think... Because a lot I of think stuff it, gets... It just gets watered down. A lot of things get watered down, you know? And so, so you know, but I'm also a grumpy person who doesn't like change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what's I can't that? hear you great. What's, so. that, what's that like? <laughs> um, you know, uh, I mean, in history, anyway, artists have been the ones that have, you know, always been kind of in, in, into this kind of culture anyway. You know, uh, I don't know. I don't know a lot of writers or anything, but just <laughs> artists in history. I know, of, like, you know, if we just talk about Dolly, I know he did a lot of drugs in general. And like, I think that a lot of artists have like. Um, you know, I don't know, like for me, let me put it more in perspective for me, I guess. Like I've become so passionate at things in my life and like been so focused and like so OCD about something that I needed something to bring me off the fucking corner, you know, like, cause I was just like, I don't know, so involved and I just needed like, I don't know. I needed something else. There was, there's been times I've needed a lot of things, and then there's been times I didn't really need much at all. I feel like weed always has been there for me for something, and then I, I took a break from it for several years, and uh, then <clears throat> when I got off the opioids, it just, I wished that I would have just done like edibles and stuff all the way up till then. You know what I mean? <coughs> Do you um, you guys both would uh, think that like this type of strong smoking? <laughs> Sorry, lady just walked by and was like, "What the fuck is going on in there?" <laughs> um, I love it. Helps like like when you're like withdrawing from opiates and stuff. Do you think like like do you think it was helped you guys get past that stuff or one hundred percent? <laughs> it it got me past it and <laughs> back into it the same thing that's different <laughs> you know i've actually heard especially like in the glass culture i've heard that that's helped a lot of heroin addicts out that um because like 
there's so much like prep to this yeah, ritual stuff kind of like yeah yeah and i'm i'm real new to this anyway but um i just like it because i like the art part of it i think that's cool um i what was the question again? <laughs> hold on, hold on, because I uh, about if you think like these like higher strength processes of getting weed is would help or it did help you guys get off the opiates oh, and stuff. I think the RSO is a great tool to eat every day while you're trying to get off of opiates. Takes the edge off. Strong enough to put you to to let you sleep, eat, <coughs> and it cures cancer. Doesn't can't say that. It helps and AIDS and might have a thing. But no, I I definitely think it does. And and whatever works to get people off opiates, I think it's important to do it because opiates are terrible and they kind of make terrible people. Yeah. yeah. Make a terrible life out of what you have as a life. I think that you put it the best, Boo, that made the most sense to me was that you, because well, I'll, in all clarity, I have never done a dab, a traditionally styled dab. I, I've smoked the pens. I, I, back in California, I smoked some hash oil in like 2004, fucking highest I ever got. But you said that it rings your bell, and I, I could see that. It definitely does that. So I think, I think for me, the, the with the opioid thing, I think that. Edible edibles will they RSO or, or or especially like full spectrum uh, hash edibles now like if they're made right man they'll put people on the cap my I gave my grandpa some fifty milligram capsules I made and he he went to the emergency room thinking he's having a heart attack from having one and like <clears throat> I hate that that happened to him but like I. I'm pretty sure that he took another narcotic with him. Yeah. I, like took his his sleeping pill, and after I told him not to, and but like for me, especially I after I hadn't used any THC for over six years, even though I was using those opioids, when I started using THC, it relaxed my pain that the opioids weren't doing anymore. And then like obviously when I started going through withdrawal and these kind of things, then I could mostly sleep. And I could eat some, um, hold down some food. And you might have not noticed, but this was just a few years ago. I went from 240 pounds to 160 pounds. Oh, yeah. Less than like three months. And like I was going through a divorce and a couple other things at the time, too. But like I'm going to say that a lot of it had to do with like withdrawal and like, you know, dealing with the pain and, and, and other things. And then like getting off. And then I was able to, again, like sleep again eat again and like man it brought it, it gave me an opportunity to be able to i can take an edible now like and tattooing now if i tattoo five hours i'm i'm wore out my body's sore it, like and i used to do 14 hour days and this is why i can't no more but like if i take an edible i can relax my my muscles will spasm won't be spasming as bad and then i can go to bed you know, and lay down or whatever. And like, ah, it doesn't, I'm not out trying to go get heroin or, you know what I mean? Or like, but we, you know, cause if, if you run out of your pills nowadays, you know, they don't give you any more. No. And like, no. yeah, I want to tell you where people end up is going and getting fentanyl off the street because that's, 
the evolution of what opiate addiction is. Yeah. Like, it's by, it's it's no coincidence that now the fucking streets are covered with fentanyl after this large opiate epidemic we've had for the last fucking 10 years. Oh, yeah. That is for sure. And what we're about to have with the Adderall shortage and all the people that do all the Adderall, uh-huh. we're about to have the, we're already in a meth outbreak, but it's going to be a bigger meth outbreak because that's the next evolution. There is no more, that. there is no more, oh, I don't have my pharmaceutical speed. You have to get speed. And so uh, I'm wondering how there is a shortage of everybody's on it I, I, I was that. trying to figure out how there's a uh, I know but how there's an Adderall shortage yeah. <laughs> but then there was with the opiate thing they had so many oxycontins that they could choke a thousand horses and they were everywhere I know. everywhere I know I everywhere there's like and back then, <laughs> I wasn't. And back then, I don't even think that the, those they were bootlegging those pills. No, 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 no. Those are just no, real pills. No, 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 no. You could go get. You could go get the, the oxycontins. I knew dudes that. I know a lot of dudes that died, <coughs> and I know a lot of dudes that were like were doing them, and they were. They, it was like candy, bro. They could just go find. They're like. He was like, I don't even do heroin no more, bro. I do oxycontin because you can just go get a pill for like thirty bucks. He's like, it's perfect. You know, you don't got to worry about yeah. it. You know exactly what it is every time. It's like, that shit was everywhere. They were just like, it, that's why there's the opium epidemic that they, well, now you can only get the month supply because they're selling it and shit. Well, we all know the evolution of that heroin on the streets, which <clears throat> fentanyl, da, 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 da. It's not even like, I mean, I'm in the recovery program and I see people come in that are... <clears throat> strung out on fentanyl now they don't want heroin that's not a real thing yeah i heard you can't get it like it's just some super stepped on yeah, if China. you do yeah yeah it's, it's stepped on with fentanyl yeah because <laughs> they won't get high bro like it like well i'm going to tell you from personal experience well i when i put myself into center point i didn't even withdraw for four days I came out of there because my levels were so high that once i got home then i started withdrawing yeah. but like I was in a in a program. They're like, "Oh, you seem to be better. Your vitals are all fine." And da, da, da. man, I'm on 500 milligrams of opioids, and now I haven't had any for four days. But like, my levels were so high that I wasn't even withdrawing yet. It took about a week. That's yeah. I heard that. That's uh, one of my buds was explaining that how it stays or like stays in there forever and yeah. like super gnarly and yeah, makes you hurt worse too. That's. That's the fucked up part is it like fucks up your pain receptors to where everything hurts worse than it ever did. That's yeah, it's insane. I'm I'm well, I'm glad that you guys don't do that no more. <laughs> I'm, uh, I heard that Fenton is the headquarters for fentanyl and the whole <laughs> that's why they that's called it, it fentanyl <laughs> they're cooking it up me, there fentanyl and all quote me <laughs> not quote me on that they're whipping it up out there that's amazing well or yeah I thought they make meth out there I believe too yeah so I I was recently told that um, by a cool dude I know he's actually a very cool guy but um he said that people aren't hardly even cooking meth no more because it's just so cheap from Mexico. Yeah, yeah, like they're just, it's crazy to me because they're like, yeah, it's just dirt cheap. I mean, and I mean, the number of tweakers around here is 
out of control. I knew, uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard, I've heard about, about before. Uh, yeah, no, that's been my experience. Um, when I was out in California, uh, you know, I have a bit of a speckled past. I don't know if you know that. I'm, I'm aware, yeah. I've, I've tasted a little bit of meth. Um, and, uh, you know, in 2010, like, that's that's kind of one of the things that helped drive me to getting sober was uh, um, the meth out in California was amazing. And it would, you know, like, it was, I don't know, I was paying $80 for an eight ball or something, and then maybe $60, and it was like this glass, like, I came from Missouri where it was like, and I didn't really do meth, but I knew people that did, and it was anhydrous powder or whatever. And then when I went to California, it was ice shards. It looks like crystals. Shards. Yeah. Shards. And it it was shards for sure. Like, I mean, that shit make you set yourself on fire in the middle of the street. You get so fucking hot. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, that was, that was a motherfucking Richard Pryor shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One of the few times I was ever uh, saw meth i did it one time as a a kid mm -hmm. that when it was called crank mm -hmm. they didn't call it meth yeah. it's called a crank mm -hmm. and but um went to oakland for new year's eve one year and we we're up at the hotel and a and a friend of my friend who who he's no longer with us because he's a wild partier uh he pulled out like an ounce Ounce. I was like, what, what is this? Quartz crystals or something? No. <laughs> He's like, no, nah, man, meth. He liked to do that shit a lot. He ended up ended up dying. Don't do meth. It's terrible. Hmm. Bad for you. I've heard of that. That's That seems to be one of the endings. Yeah, I've yeah. heard it's dead. So, um, about the, uh, back to the, yeah, we'll parlay from that to the weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, do you remember like your first <laughs> time? <laughs> Like growing weed? Yes, I do. <laughs> that would be that would be nineteen ninety six. Let me think here. That would be nineteen ninety six in the fall up in McKinleyville, California in Humboldt County. And I had one light. I had five plants. They're super tall. I never topped them. I didn't know nothing about it. They just looked like big, tall Christmas trees. <laughs> they were covered in mold and mites and covered them. I didn't know what it was. It looked like Christmas tree webs were up and down the whole thing. You were like, that's I was like, I was like, I don't know what. I don't know what. I was like, I don't know what the fuck that shit is. What it was. Uh, harvested the weed, dried it up, smoked it. I was like, man, this is the fucking best fucking weed I've ever smoked in my life. And and it was terrible <laughs> terrible you know but for 1996 eh, you know you, know, you remember what strain it was i don't even know what it was it was like a couple of, it was some sativas or... it was some sativas oh, and, like and, super silver haze yeah it was like but right around that time though yeah, yeah right around that time the super skunk that was out where we lived some of the best weed I've ever smoked in my life is mm -hmm. it's amazing that in the Trinity weed that used to be around St. Louis in the same time in the in the mid 90s to the 2001 stuff was like the OG skunk weeds you know the shit that just the real skunk that it's it's just like it's hard to find the real skunk anymore you know everything's got a little sweetness a little something but that was like some original OG gas weed in all my lifetime, it's still 
high high up on the list, you know. Mm-hmm. It's high up on the list. So ninety six. That was before. That was well. You said like eight years before you even had any tattoos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, that was right when uh, right after I got off a Grateful Dead tour and just went on up to so beautiful Humboldt County, California. So did you? That that sounded like a success. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a success for someone who was like, don't care. You know, it it was well, a success. Like, it was a success as it got me hooked. Well, that's what I wanted feeling, to ask you. Did, on did, the feeling. Did you continue to grow after it? Did you follow up? Not there. I did not try it again until two years later okay. when I had moved back to St. Louis. Okay. But I'll say I was probably one of the few people growing weed in Dutchtown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, especially in, in 1998. 1998. Yeah. 1990, allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. allegedly. Allegedly. Right, right, right. Allegedly. Um, you know? So, so you moved back here and then you started cultivating and, like, you had some success? Yeah, with yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm... Uh, I, it makes me feel good. So yeah, I've had a success. It's uh, you know, I we're, I'm, I feel bad that I didn't get the. I voted against the, <laughs> the bill today, but it's a terrible bill, and it doesn't mean I'm not for legalization. Cause I'm for legalization. No, of course. I'm not for that legalization, and I'm tired of just having to pick lessers of two evils in life. And maybe I was wrong on it. I don't know. You know. But no, it, I just I think that I I personally think that I think most people should grow their own weed because there's nothing like it. Like I said, you could grow weed that you know is not as good as much, but you're gonna hit it and you're gonna be like, "This is what fucking freedom tastes like." Because mm -hmm. let's just be fucking real. There's not a lot of freedom left, right? And you might you might have to pay for the freedom. You know, there's no, always the chance you got to pay for the freedom. But but to me, it's just freedom, you know what I mean? You're growing your own weed, you got to pay no tax to this person, the tax to that person, you know. You're just enjoying until now the government wants to give you permission, you know, and mm -hmm. run commercials about, hey, let's legalize weed so we can help the police. I didn't know we were doing this to help the police. You know, I didn't realize, I didn't realize that's the thing. You know, we're like, we got this far. We've been, you know, brutalized. They, they, they called it a war. It is a war. Broke up families, mm. kids from their people, jail sentences. A lot of people who, who, who went in them trenches. And yeah, sure, were they, were they compensated? Yes. But, but, but they were still in the trenches doing the fight. For something that that you know is no more than the fucking tomato plant, mm. and they, and I couldn't imagine living in a world where they're like, "Hey, we need your information so you can get a card to grow tomatoes." <laughs> no, you know, I agree. With like, that. oh, hey, you got too many tomato plants, and uh, you know, no, it's it. Not the world. I, I I like freedom. Yeah, when LT mentioned that, like <clears throat> about like the warrants and stuff for people if they pass that. Yeah, the um, 
no-knock warrants or well basically if you have a cultivation <clears throat> license they can come in and inspect and i mean they're going to do that at some point if you have a cultivation license that's, that's just what a cultivation license is and i understand that but um i think i don't know there's a lot of stuff uh, that's underlined in this law that's just not good for us you know um to be if we were just to start off with it went legal medically in 2018 so and then we had the pandemic in let's say 2020 to to about last about the last six months like six months ago a year right so really we've only had like dispensaries for about a year yeah. and they they weren't doing very good because they didn't support the legacy market they didn't bring in the legacy market um and <coughs> Then here we are two, a year later and they want to change the law and restrict and do all these things. Well, like, why would you like, won't we wear that jacket for a little while? We just got it. Like, it's only two years old. You know what I mean? Like, let's just let's just wear the, the, the medical marijuana jacket for a couple of years and try something different than what everywhere else has done that fucked everything else up because like as soon as California did this they fucked it up as soon as Colorado did this they fucked it up um, the only places that are still like kind of an open market are Oklahoma and uh, Maine there's just a few there's only like a very few people um, that are a few few states that like have like some good like cannabis laws at all you know medical cannabis and I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't able to vote. Uh, I, I'm not only am I a convicted felon, so I was only allowed to vote a few years ago, and I did. I did vote in legal legalized medical marijuana. Unfortunately, today I started at seven this morning trying to uh, vote, and um, I guess because I moved, and you know they deactivated my account because I haven't <laughs> voted in two years. So. I didn't even know there was many votes in the last two years. Well, there wasn't. Um, there, it, and and I, I did change of address twice, but, you know, right, like... Uh, you didn't vote since the last presidential elections, and since we have votes every two years. I didn't vote like, since then either. I don't know why they would cancel you. I, I don't know. I Like I said, I drove to the south side, and then I went out to the... I spent, I spent four hours-ish trying to vote, and... Jaden was with me the whole time, so it wasn't like I'm like I'm not on bullshit, um, you know. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame. But it's my fault. I didn't do whatever I needed to do prior to. I guess uh, so. I thought I, you know, that's the funny thing when you're a felon for twenty, you know, twenty plus years, uh, and you didn't have the right to vote. I don't know all the ins and outs of voting because <laughs> I just got it a couple of years ago, so I'm not all up on all the the jargon, so to speak, of voting uh, bureaucracy bullshit. They're like, um, you're not ready for this yet. Uh, we're not going to allow this. We have breaking uh, news right now. Uh, Amendment 3, 1% in, 54% in favor, 46% not in favor. That's a total of 20,000 votes so far. Well, that's better than I thought. So are you a waging man? How, uh, how much? We're 54 to... F- 54 to 46 in it's favor with 1%. That's closer than I thought it was going to be. Uh, we have a projected winner right here in the governor of Illinois race, uh, J.B. Dixter. I mean, 
Pritzker, Pritzker, <laughs> Pritzker. Ah, too many numbered zeros behind his bank account. I don't know. But Darren Bailey, I'm sorry. I, but I know you're faking your accent on those commercials. You fucking liar. Uh, yeah, I'm Darren Bailey, and they don't like the way I talk because I'm out from the country, and the Chicago folk. They want to try to push it. Man, they don't talk like that, man. I can tell that a mile away. Would uh, would you say that the the oh, there we go the uh, the Trinity weed was your favorite you've ever Trinity was the top five. It, it was great. Uh, I've had it was so strong smelling. I have a friend who he got busted twice with uh, possession for a quarter and. The police were searching and searching and searching and searching. They just couldn't find it. And they're like, we're not giving up. We know it's here. Uh, it's like a dead skunk. It was great weed. And so I would put it, I would rank it pretty high, you know? Just a little bit there. I would rank it pretty high. <clears throat> as high as I was. <laughs> Have you, uh, um, I, yeah, I would say some of my favorite stuff you've been familiar with i guess it's hot races that's what they call them hot races oh and the board of aldermen president of st louis race how do you think that's going matt i don't know not many votes and yet eighteen thousand. megan green in the lead all right all right over jack Coatar. One of those guys' names, last name is Butts. Yeah, Steve Butts. <laughs> he, uh, he's a nothing great, wrong with the name. Nothing wrong. He's a, the, the ass man, they call him, over in the Missouri Senate, state Senate. With 1% reporting over here. Wow, this is shocking. I don't know who they're getting the report. It must be St. Louis County or something, but... Trudy Vush with Valentine with the 65% to 33% lead. Who, who would have known? Who would have known? <clears throat> now, when you started getting tattooed, like, Boo is the most tattooed non-tattooer I know. You and Siren are the two, like, just completely covered in tattoos and not short people at all. So Not short at all. No. <laughs> um, did you, like... Aside from, you know, getting tattooed, did you like like that the culture of it? I know you do now. Did was, was that something when you first started getting? Because I know you're coming from the weed culture and the Grateful Dead scene and stuff. <clears throat> uh, it took a minute. It took a minute, but I did. I when I first started, I liked reading the magazines and stuff, and I like. Like the old history, the old people tattooing, you know. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it's cool. I still do, still do. I think the, it's, it's good stuff, you know. Well, I meet a lot of cool people. I wish the people would dress a little better these days as we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Maybe a suit or something, something. Yes, jazz it up a little bit. Jazz it up, jazz hands. One of the most underrated tattoos is jazz hands. So go to Trader Bob's and ask for Big Matt. And say I want jazz hands tattooed. I gotcha. I gotcha. He's got you covered. Um. So, do, have you like now when like when people talk about like hydroponics, 
Is that growing weed without dirt at all? That is no dirt. That would be usually in a water-based system. And uh, they have different things, hydroponics, aeroponics. Uh, you know, you can also grow in a pro-mix, which that that kind of is like hand-watered hydroponics because there's no nutrients in the soil itself. It's just a, a, a medium. But the hydro system is usually just, just big water vents and tables and... Good way to grow without dirt and all the other stuff. Helpful. A door has been open. It's actually helpful. A door is a jar. <laughs> a door, the door is a jar. I was always like, the, like a door is a jar, and I was like, oh, I'll put my weed in there then. That was that was like jar. when cars first started talking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Christ, a New Yorker, I remember the seeing. The first thing they learned, it's the first words a car ever learned to speak was, a door, door is, a, is a jar. That's, that's some old people shit, by the way. If you're like uh, a door is a door. That's a, and, uh, by the way, my my neighbors had a boat car, and it worked. It wasn't just like setting out as like a yard ornament. Oh, like a like a not just like a big car, but like a boat car. Yeah, yeah, nice. like amphibious car, <laughs> like amphibious boat car. Yeah, yeah, like it was it was a real life thing, you know, like it was like a classic thing, right? But like. It really did drive into the water. <laughs> I can see that's some Columbia area. I can see that out there. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mention the family's name, but they're a local family. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. And they might be like involved in junkyards and uh, cars and racing and Okay. You know, you know. There's they race boat cars. <laughs> you know, that could have been that that'd be more interesting than Holt Summit or something. Say, I've had good times most of the times I've ever been to Columbia, Missouri in my life, actually. I, used to get I've, I haven't been there for extended periods of time, but been to the uh, the Blue Note. Great venue. Great venue for music. I've, <laughs> I've done a lot of things at the Blue Note, I'll tell you. <laughs> that's, a, that's another story. But, yeah, I've done a lot of things at the Blue Note. Um by the way, if I'm just gonna, we have a lot of people in and out of here tonight. Uh, tonight's it's your Mar birthday. Yeah, yeah. So just if y'all 48 years old, that's a that's a that's a <clears throat> a great run so far. Yeah, yeah. I like I, I like this. This talk is like a we're just having fun. Cast. We got this vote going on. It's your birthday. Got yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Boo in the house. Yeah, we're doing dabs. It's fucking. It's lit in this bitch. Do you, do you keep up with the uh, modern references? I do. Know, I just modern said lit. Yeah, modern. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the lit. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to fuck young pussies, bro. So I, you know I, what I'm that, saying, that, like. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've been yeah. told that's the secret to a long life. By yeah, I like I like young women. I know. Yeah, I like I like young women. My, uh, it, my, you know, not too young. No, 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 legal. You know, <laughs> I'm from Missouri, though. You know, <laughs> I don't make the rules. I just live by them. My favorite saying, LT, that I've heard you say several times is uh, "undefeated." Undefeated. Yeah, undefeated. That, that comes from that comes from my sponsor, uh, that's Dave. That's a good uh, Mayberry. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it is. It's it works. It is. It's undefeated. Women are undefeated, bro. Well, I mean, I mean, if we just like if we talk about it, like just even on an animalistic level, they control the right to reproduce. We as animals have to reproduce. Therefore, if they control the power to reproduce, 
undefeated. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> they are the uh, grand champions. They are the great, like, you know, I've done more things <laughs> that I, for women that I have done for anybody else, <laughs> including myself. <laughs> yeah. So what he's saying is he loves you, ladies. I do. I'm a I'm a fan of women. I'll be real right here on the show right now. I do love women, but I've been in love with Mary Jane since I was 14. Hey. And and I don't know. She's taken care of me very well for a long time. Oh, for sure. To where? For sure. I don't know. I kind of rather live with her. <laughs> now, would, would you consider yourself Boo the uh, the friend the nicest outlaw? No, I'm not. The, I'm not too nice. Some people find me to be very nice, and not too many people find me to be very nice. They've, I'm an acquired taste, like strychnine. I believe that's you and LT have that in, in, in common. LT has you guys both. I believe are. Top-notch fellas, but yeah, I've heard LT refer to himself as an acquired taste as well. Yeah, hey, well, you know, uh, you don't want to be everybody's taste in this world, you know, because most of them have bad tastes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No. And an acquired taste means people have good taste, so they're like, oh, we like Boo and LT, and well, everybody loves Big Matt, though. He's like a... Like There's a, a few people around. He's like a glass of I mean. nice glass of chocolate milk and vegan to a vegan. You know, he's like, <laughs> oh, he's like, you know, oh, you're All vegan. Milk, he's huh? like, oh, you're vegan. Let me just turn into chocolate oat milk for you <laughs> real quick. If that's your thing, <laughs> All glass of chocolate oat milk. You know, you catch more flies with honey. I know. You know, DJ Yugi. What's up? But the whole thing about that, that old oh. saying, you catch more flies with honey. But you have more yeah. fun with the what fly swatter. <laughs> you, know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? I was never trying to catch flies. No. You know, I'm just trying to swap them. Did you... Annoy them. When, when you were in... You grew weed in California. At, did you do that up there at all when you were up there eventually or no? No, just the one time. I, I, I was a, I was a, um, a bum. I was just enjoying my life as a hippie, and I was like, ooh, we're by the beach, and we can go said, on daily dog walks. And You said you just got off Dead Tour, so, I mean, yeah. uh, well, take us back to a little bit of Dead Tour stuff. Like, okay. uh, how was that for you? That was a good time. That is where I... Uh, how long did you do that? I did that from the year of 1993 summer mm -hmm. until Jerry Garcia died, and then I moved up to San Diego. Was there for a few months, six months. Ocean Beach. I still very much love it. I Ocean love OB. Beach. It's it's OB. It's uh, not a tampon. No, you know? no, no. I like I like PB too. It's oh, like, yeah, PB is nice. I love, I love San, San Diego. Diego. San Diego is uh, it's, it's I almost moved. There's to no San better Mexican food in the United States than in the San Diego area. Yeah, no, it's nice, Baja. It's, it's one thing St. Louis does not have is San Diego. Style Mexican food, no good burritos. You know, there's just yeah, yeah. I haven't had no. A, there's no good the the, the, the fish taco thing. All of it, the whole the whole thing, and might just be in the water or something. Even though their water is disgusting, it's the worst tap water I've ever uh, consumed. It tastes like it's Tijuana's toilet water. <laughs> no offense, San Diego. 
San Diego. You can't have it all. The whales. You can't vagina. have it all. <laughs> the whales. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I believe it was lost in translation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, lo- I love San Diego. I almost moved there instead of San Francisco, but um, I just had a better job opportunity in San Francisco. Uh, I love. I love. And then I moved to the Bay, and I loved it. I haven't been back to San Diego in a while. Uh, so. San Francisco is a. I've had some very crazy and great times there. You know, it's a wild city. Same, same. I did before. So the one of the the cities where, oddly enough, for the most part, you generally feel safe. Yeah, I. Almost anywhere. No, for sure. Uh, I lived on Twelfth and Lincoln, like right across from the park. Because you tattooed in Hate Ashbury, right? At, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hate and uh, Masonic. That's why I was just saying at Mom's. Yeah. Uh, hate and Masonic. Um, a lot of great people came through there um, before me. Um, and I was only there for a little while, but I knew the owner, Dave, that he passed away two years ago, like kind of during COVID. Really good friend of mine, Dave Groeschel. He owned Mom's <clears throat> the whole time. Barnaby was uh, the tattooer. Uh, Dave did not tattoo. Um, and then Barnaby ended up selling out to Dave, like, oh, probably like when I worked for Roman in like 2010 or something like that. And then I moved up there, like, <clears throat> or no, no, I moved up there about 2010. And I worked there for about a year. And then I traveled pretty much full time after that, like, and just lived in San Francisco. So, like, I had this, like, great. <laughs> When I tell people this. So basically the whole time I lived in San Francisco is like I was on vacation because like what I would do is I would leave for like two months and like work real hard and travel. And then I'd come back home and like basically I'd just lay around and go out to eat and go to like hang out. And then like sometimes friends would come to town. So like basically when I was in town, I was on like vacation. And then when I was gone, I was working. So I got to live in the most expensive, nicest city in the world. <laughs> on vacation for fucking like five years you know what i mean so i had it pretty good and i used to like fly to europe and like there's a direct flight from fucking san francisco to switzerland and so like i get on swiss air and i'd be there in fucking nine hours you know like stayed over in europe a lot during the the winters actually normally this time of year i used to go to europe until the first of the year spent a lot of christmases and thanksgivings over there yeah that sounds nice. It was nice. Yeah, so tattooing took care of me. <laughs> yeah, I used to. Uh, there was a period of time there in the late late nineties into the early two thousands. I was it was even when I was in my lowest points of drug addiction, I was still living it up. So I'd be going out to San Francisco quite often every other month every couple months go see Grateful Dead related shows whatever was playing you know whoever (laughs) variation it was at the time go out and be crazy go hang out at Eddie and Jones go to Ethan Guerrero do do crazy shit (laughs) and for those that don't know you don't need to go to Eddie and Jones unless you want to go to Eddie and Jones and then, ironically, which is, you know, the word Jones, you know, Jones and for weed, you know, yeah. or Jones and, you know. What is uh, Eddie and Jones? Eddie and Jones, that's Eddie Street, cross fade with Jones Street. That is in the heart of the Tenderloin. Okay. That is, uh, uh, that is uh, like, uh, I would have to say at this point, it that is a torch. 40 or 50 year, that's a 40 or 50 year uh, uh, 
open-air drug market. And uh, it's a place where I've heard you can go get the things you need. My uh, dear friend Mike Klein and I were in San Francisco in December, and we an Uber took us down, like I think it was like called 7th Street or something. And it was like the gnarliest open air drug market, third world shit I have ever seen. In San Francisco? Yeah. It was, oh, yeah. The, tender, the tenderloin is. It was rock. crazy. Yeah, yeah. The tenderloin is wild. Uh, my boy, Danny Boy. Did you know you know who Danny Boy is? Uh, I know that name. Yeah, yeah. Danny Boy worked right in the tenderloin at mm-hmm. Let It Bleed. Uh, I There's pictures on, my, on the internet of me with Danny. And at, yeah, the tenderloin is wild. And it's. Like it's like now it's kind of I think like it's real. Uh, it's uh, pretty depressing. Uh, well, every time I drive through, there's always someone taking a dump. <laughs> well, yeah, always, always some. I have pictures. Of, I got pictures of dope fiends like smoking fucking meth and shit. Like it was wild there. I once knew a crackhead out there called Danny Boy. He used to run around singing. Oh, Danny Boy, the pipes and the pipes are calling. <laughs> They, uh, From east to west of the tenderloin. I think it's uh, it's it's pretty cool that you've got, like you said, your I mean, quality weed coming out of Dutch Town isn't something I think of too much. It's how you got to do it sometimes, you know, life. Uh... So what did you do over there? Like, do you have like did you put together a pretty big grow or what? No, that one over there was allegedly. That was allegedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about three lights at the time, kind of small, you know, but enough, uh, enough to live in Dutchtown. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, uh, three lights back, like back then, is quite a, quite a thing. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I knew a few people doing a little whatevers, but there wasn't a whole lot of. Uh, I remember people. People would be. Be lining up when that shit is a month before it was done. Can I give you some alleged down payments? <laughs> no, back then, man, like hydro was hard to find. Yeah, and well, the in, whole, indoor. The whole reason, the whole reason that I got into the uh, in the first place was because I didn't want to smoke Canadian weed all the time. Oh, beasters or beasters or Mexican weed or mm-hmm. you know. So I was like, hey, mm-hmm. it's like, if you, if you can't get it all the time, you're going to have to just do it yourself. That's how you got to do things in life sometimes is just do it yourself. Yeah. Did, um, how many, like how many plants per light would an average be in this time period? Not necessarily currently. I'm sure everything's different, but uh, nine, five gallons. Okay. It's a good round number. Nine, eight, depending on what you want to do. I generally prefer just medium sized, you know, when chick gets big and crazy, it's a little much. It's a little much. Let's do a check in here and see where we're at on the uh, legalization rates. These might be some of the the last uh <coughs> the last dabs of an era. <laughs> <laughs> now, before now. it's wrecked out yeah. <laughs> before it's all wrecked 
Ooh, I got hella loud right there. I did not think All wrecked. How's Trudy? How's Trudy leading that big? What is, I don't know what that is. That's the Senate race. Oh, okay. That's the the Bush's daughter. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. Oh shit, we're at a we're at a very large gap, right? But we're yeah. still at one percent reporting, but so far with a uh, hundred and thirty thousand votes cast, fifty eight percent yes, forty two percent no. Yeah. No, it's going to be... It, I, so, you're going to serve this up, and I'm going to feel like an <laughs> asshole. I've already felt like an <coughs> asshole all day. I, I didn't sleep well. Uh, I wanted to just sustain from voting on the issue. I didn't vote. But but that isn't... But, I, but I already... Said I, that was because the universe was looking out for you. didn't want you to be an asshole with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, no, you did the right thing. I, I, I would have done the right thing, too. You know, it's just... Uh, it's again. They've. <laughs> this might be one of my last dabs, because I am not a conformist. So, as of legalization time, I will be quitting smoking weed. Oh yeah. And hash all together. Okay. I just. I understand. Maybe I'll smoke. Maybe I'll smoke it down at the arch. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep. I'm a gonna federal building. I'm gonna keep it 100 <laughs> with y'all. I'm about to go way harder in the paint, like because. Fuck them. That's what you got to do. Like, I, I just... Take it out of my I'm not stoked about what oh, they've done, and that's fine. They've, they're gonna, they've always done this. That's, that's what they do to poor people. That's, that's fine. But, like, I'll make a comeback. <laughs> so don't call it a comeback. I've don't been here for it. years. Yeah, I've been here for years. <laughs> yeah. But I do like it when you see, like, Anheuser Bush lawyers who got all the licenses, and they're like, "This was always my dream to make even more money." <laughs> LT blew my mind with that bomberito. Uh, I was told that Greenlight was owned by as a female-owned business by owned by a black woman. Greenlight is a major corporation that's, that so is serious corporation. That's actually luxury. Okay, and they're they're actually right back here off of uh, Vandeveter. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, so no, bro. Uh, unfortunately, uh, that's a uh, got it out of the mud, man. You can yeah, tell yeah. that dude has really came up out of the mud. What's he really, I can tell that dude has struggled. Are and we climbed. talking? Full, that fool started following me because I was trolling him so bad on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Well, bro, he looks like he's fucking legalizing cocaine to begin with. Okay. Second of all. That motherfucker on his page has pre-rolls that look like cigarettes. Well, why don't you just start making like candy joints for little kids or something like I thought we were trying to get away from cigarettes and tobacco industry. But like, oh, you're all going to just bring it right back around. Um, and that's then, all they know. I know it's all they know. That's well, but you can tell that he knows a lot about cannabis culture. I can tell. Yeah, yeah, I can tell by that motherfucker's comb over, you know, that he he knows a lot about cannabis culture and that he's been, you know, been been clawing from the bottom. I'm he's sure. out at Humboldt County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that he was. I'm sure he's had years in the legacy market. You know, um, that's unfortunately that's what our cannabis culture is becoming. You know, and I'm sure that, <clears throat> you know, I'm sure he has pool around here too, but I don't give a fuck. Like the difference between me and them is, is that I've already lost everything before. So like, you can't really take anything from me that I ain't never, you know, that I, 
You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you gonna do? Take away my birthday? I won't get one of these next year. Maybe, maybe. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, that's gonna be our cannabis culture. And what is it you're saying? You got a strawberry ice cream over here. Yeah, this is uh well, this is strawberry uh, rock candy. Um, cold cure was the out par- outer part, and then it has like a center of uh, strawberry candy jam, which is just a different. Looks consistency. like a delicious Christmas cookie. Here, uh, <coughs> boo. That um, smells way better now that it's thawed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I would recommend hitting this thing at about five. I've got it set at, I would say anywhere from like five to 480. Let me get you a little whip here. By the way, I see my boy Trent came in. Trent from the RX loft. He stepped in the house. We're about to do, uh, put on an event later on in the new year. Um, oh, there you go, a little strawberry. Oh yeah. RX Lounge, find them in the near future. Yeah, Wherever yeah. they're at, they'll be. Heard my name, that's why I got excited. RX Lounge. <laughs> We're not talking about Ross Trent over here either. We're talking about regular Trent. Did you hear the numbers, Trent? Did you hear the numbers? So far, it's 58 to 46, 42. As far as listeners? For uh, no. legalization, legal oh. amendment. We're one percent reporting, and uh, fifty-seven to forty-three in favor. Fifty-seven to thirty. That shit's crazy. J.B. Pritzker. I knew it was going. Won the Illinois race. What does that do by putting that in there? Nothing. Okay. It's just a holder. Oh, I thought. <laughs> it, it launches. It appears to be a glass. <laughs> <laughs> it it doubles as a, put this in your mouth and this in your ass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it appears to be some kind of. Hey, here, I'm gonna help you. <laughs> put it in your ass. Oh. Does that heat that up like that? No, no, no. That's we're watching the temp oh. right here. Now. <coughs> he went in real hot last time. He did. <laughs> no, he went in real hot. He <laughs> came in hot. One time I was at Boo's house and um, he he did like six or seven dabs in a row. But he had a friend over who did one, and then he laid on the couch and was green. And Boo and I were talking in the kitchen, and the friend goes. <coughs> Hey, could you guys not talk for a while? <laughs> like he was like freaking out. You remember that, Boo? <laughs> oh, yes. I've had, um, had multiple experiences of that nature. <laughs> that and uh, people with unfortunate uh, ganja food issues. Yeah. Uh, you have a similar story uh, about somebody thinking they're having a heart attack, right? You just told me recently. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a friend's uh, dad who got into a cupcake that... He had had. He <laughs> ended up similar. in the hospital, similar to your experience. You have. He thought he was having a heart attack, and a couple days later, he gets home, and he said, "Oh, that cupcake was delicious the other day." <laughs> He's like, "Oh man, got him." Whoa! <coughs> no, 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 no,
I'm about to say, y'all got a whole buffet. So, yeah, I think um, this is our second time talking. I think it's super fun. I'm, I feel way more comfortable. <laughs> Uh, I think we, I think an hour talk is like a good kind of, I don't know what you guys think or LT, what you think about that? I, I mean, we can wrap up if you're wanting to No, no, up. I'm good for a little bit longer. I'm just saying like, I'm just trying to, I'm thinking like, I feel way more comfortable this time. Yeah. And not, yeah. nothing against Mo, of course. I, I've known him forever too as well. Just this whole like thing, you know, so that's cool. So what you're <laughs> saying is you need a dab? No, 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 no. comfortable. He's he's feel comfortable. Uh, <laughs> be more comfortable if he had two dabs. Oh, I would be uh, dead, perhaps. So, yeah, I mean, I the way I look at it is, it depends, like, this year has been just real fluid, like, but I think sometimes there'll be an agenda. Yeah. And uh, I, like, we did three hours last time, and it didn't bother me at all. No, no. And, like, and, and, and I know we had a break, but, like, we were really here for a long time. Oh, no, yeah, it was great. I'm just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For But 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 I want to do whatever's comfortable. Like, we don't want to keep forcing something that needs, that has to be forced or anything like that is what I always, is the way I feel about things. Oh, I don't feel I'm forcing. We're here, right? Yeah, no. chilling, chilling. Oh no, no, that's great. No, yeah, uh, I was about to talk about my. Uh, he was about to friend who a friend who came up. I won't say his name. Uh oh. He was in town and come over and we're doing dabs. I let him stay at my house. Hits this dab, gets really high. Oh yeah. Gets very quiet. I knew the feeling. I've had the feeling. I knew. I was like, oh, I know where he's at. And I talk a lot. For those who don't know, I'm just once you really get to know me, I'm, you can't shut me up. And I'm just chatting with him, and he's just staring and staring, and start talking to him. He finally comes through about a half hour later. And I ask him about this town in Mississippi that I was watching, and he's from down south. His dad ended up being from this town, and he looks at me with the southern draw and said, "Boo." You're the devil. <laughs> I said, what? I said, what? You come through? He said, you the devil, boo. Is the police coming? What's going on? Why are you talking about that town in Mississippi? I said, that's a town that was on the TV right there. They was talking about the blues musicians. He said, you, you're the devil. He said, I never want to hit that stuff ever again. <laughs> Over there. And I was like, I, I didn't mean to do you like that. But hey, sometimes shit happens, you know? Whenever I bring my dad over to booze before we get there, he goes, I'm not going to do one of them damn fucking dabs. And then he always does. <laughs> uh, you know, I want to, um, yeah, your dad is awesome. I need to, we need to send something to your dad. Dude, he was uh, that, um, hey, <laughs> <laughs> bro, that's the funniest. Big Pat. He's Shout the- out to Big Pat up Shout out up in Ferguson, North County King, North County King. His all his email and stuff is, well, I won't say the last part, but it's Plant Man. That's what he like on his. He always would call himself <coughs> the original North County Plant Man because he had that all that weed growing outside and stuff. Oh, I love that! I love that picture. I hope they I, I love these pictures, bro. Like, I got a few. I'll send you a few more. I, I really. <laughs> 
can we get can we can we get your dad to give us like a a, a release so that we can post some of these pictures on a, oh yeah a, 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 like promotion for the I, show dude I love like where he's where he's like. <laughs> it'll be like it'll be like go watch or go listen to another episode <laughs> dude like some loops of him yeah. oh my god or him coming out from behind the tree or dude, something. I got so many pictures of him with those those we, those plants got big they got big they were taller than me out there And but my cousin ripped them up before but I had p- pictures of him like I, one time I got him a coffee mug that had a pipe in it so he's out there drinking his coffee like smoking but he was uh, at first he was like super paranoid about the, the pictures and say old school guy you know but now yeah. he's like he posted one on Facebook and stuff so like <laughs> he's a, he's a rad dude oh man well so now that it's uh, about inevitable it looked yeah like. no it was just so it was it all like just inevitable on my head. Uh, how's it how's it feel I, I, mean, I mean like like because really I. No, I'm not going to say that people don't get anxiety and stuff from smoking some dabs, smoking weed. But I think a lot of it is the, the getting in trouble part. That's the anxious part, you know? That that, that make, It's that not going to change. You know? I go to Shackleford Farms and I go to Smallwoods Farms. I'm not, you know, it ain't going to change that for me. I am. Gl- maybe it'll bring some more people around. Well, that's so that's the thing is that like. Even though these, even though these uh, companies are gonna like you know monopolize and like lock now it's gonna be locked down with them and blah blah blah, like what they really did is they just made the legacy market stronger again. Yeah, and like you know what? Thank you. I think people just feel more comfortable maybe to loosen up a little bit. Yeah, no, everybody. Just, you know what? Everybody go smoke a joint outside. <laughs> you deserve it, but that's not really what the law said. Just so you all know, but like. You all think that's what recreation is, so I don't know why everybody's not outside right now smoking a joint in celebration because that's what they think. A hundred dollar ticket for you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Well, that like then they then they have they can actually like make like laws and statutes and really hold to them now, whereas like you couldn't really do that before. So because I'm. You know, by the what looks of those numbers and what we're talking about, it sounds like it's going to be a hundred percent through, and so like. All of the stuff that was underlined in this, like, you know, now there's only going to be these micro licenses that are available and the companies will buy those all up. And what they do is they make it where there's not enough money available to the people that are trying to buy the micro licenses to actually open a business. And so then what happens is, is comes in and goes, yo, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars for Smallwoods Farms and blah, blah, blah. And like, of course. You're gonna get the bag and go, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep this on on 100. If somebody brings me the bag, I'm gonna go too. Oh yeah, like don't get it fucking twisted. I'm here to get a motherfucking bag. But like, what I do, what I do is like I'm I'm morally about who I am, and like like I just told you all, you know, I'm I'm legacy market to the end. But like, if you come bring me the bag. I'm fucking going to take it like everybody else. You fucking find me and Burner smoking. You know what I'm saying? We call us fucking Wookiees out in this bitch. Like, I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm here. I'm here, you know, to, to come up. That's like, 
I think that's the bad part about this whole thing is that the legacy market made this available for these companies to come in and become rich and like we don't even get an opportunity and like we're the ones that broke our backs like again I want everybody to get the bag I just like oh man just like they didn't like it's it's just so blatant bro it's so blatant that like Again, like I think, I think like even tomorrow, you're just gonna see a difference in like the way everything starts. Oh, I feel like there's gonna be billboards and signs. Yeah, billboards are everywhere, and the, they have the huge ones for the election too. Though. Everybody, but, that's uh, what they this they spend so much money to just like smash out any hope or chant. Like basically, they just like let's just make it uh, Budweiser. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like now. Now you guys can maybe open a four hands or something someday or slapley. Yeah, some kind of you know when you're lucky, when you have enough money and everybody likes you enough, and like whatever, man, whatever. And they were never gonna give us a chance. Anymore. No. Wait, wait, wait. We're throwing four hands under the bus now, are you? I'm not throwing anybody. I'm saying no, no, no. <laughs> well, that, that's my dude. That's my no, dude. no, no, no. And I just work for Schlafly. No, no. What I love I, you, Schlafly. No, no, no. Schlafly's one of my. Please send me my pay. Please send me my. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, is that they get. You don't think Budweiser gave them a bone? Oh yeah. That's what. This is my point. It's like no, no, no. Schlafly's one of my sponsors. I actually like they've they've always sponsored Tattoo the Lou and like we've right. had we've had a great relationship right. with them and I don't I don't know the guys at Four Hands. We've done their a, pig. Their pig. Kevin Lump's a good dude. I'm, I don't know. That's the owner. I've I've, I've talked people. to I've talked to the people at Four Hands a little better whenever or a little bit like when we were like looking for sponsors, but um, <clears throat> like I said, I'm not. I don't, I'm not very familiar with those people. Schlafly's been great. Anyway, um, no, my point was is that, like, they're just throwing some bones out there. Like, like I said, it's going to be like a craft brewery, right? But it, it's all under the thumb of the big corporate thing. And, like, yeah. if if I'm using analogies, then we have, like, Budweiser, and then you have Schlafly and Forehands. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when we think about St. Louis, you know what I mean? Um so anyway, that's what I was getting at. These micro licenses, I feel like, are are a joke, is what I'm getting at. And then, like, probably in like ten years, you'll see like a couple brands emerge that are micro licenses that are nice, and they'll they'll be they'll emerge. You know what I mean? And like, then we'll have these brands. But like, we could have had, we just could have had more. You know, you voted against it. I'm not yeah, I, I feel a bit terrible about that. <laughs> well, I don't, I mean, for guys. I'd also say, for the state of Missouri, let's just be realistic about some shit. This is the state of Missouri. What the fuck were you expecting? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it was a pretty good, like, in a world like, uh, we live in a word, a world of absolutism. And everybody wants what they want, you know, and nobody wants to compromise. And not that it was a good deal, but I've seen worse, you know. And I keep thinking that micro the torch is a microphone out of the corner of my eye. <laughs> now, I'm going to get this thing called the Turf UV, and they were really going to be heady. <laughs> no, it doesn't like it just keeps it hot. Really? 
like it's like basically a heat gun that's like as a a wind tunnel that just keeps the banger at a constant temperature just until you're ready. You just take it off there and you do the dab and then you like clean it all up and put it back on the stand and let it just stay heating. Four percent reporting, fifty-four forty-six. Maybe it'll. I don't think it will. I honestly thought it would have been way more for like I thought it wasn't even going to be a race. I thought it was just going to pass. You know, for Missouri, there was so much money thrown in favor of it versus not much money thrown. The thing is, Matt, it's isn't it kind of like I'm sorry, uh, isn't it kind of like the the election? Like you, I always think that they're going to be like it's going to be something else, and then like it looks like it's like real like real close but like really I feel like they were real far away the whole time I yeah know. I don't know That's like nice. I feel like this is a pretty big gap of 50. yeah when you actually look at the the numbers behind and the, the picture of life uh, oh well I was probably I'm probably too lazy to get involved in anything legitimate like that anyways I don't think it'll change your deal at all right I mean you, you're do boo does boo right I'll just live like Kung Fu. Beautiful Grove. St. Louis, Missouri. Right, get some pie guy after this. Do you enjoy the pie guy pizza? Yeah, I love pie guy. I've never had it. Mitch is my guy right there. That's my you never had it. Never had it. No, it's a good New York pizza. Oh yeah. It's terrific, terrific pizza. What about sauce on the side? I've never had, and I've been wanting to have it. It's good. It's good. It's good. Here the here the turkey Thanksgiving calzone they do this time of year is good. Shane Presley enjoy. Shout out to Shane Presley, Rock Paper Scissors podcast. He's a good dude. He keeps like if you need to keep up with music in this town, this dude's got. He posts every every day all the concerts going on everywhere, and I know that like Beetle Bob. No, no, not like Beetle Bob. Beetle Bob's annoying. No, I did not say that. Shane, Shane just collects gets all the concerts and lets you know what's going on anywhere and anywhere in town. I'm about to drop something on you, Boo, that you were, might be surprised to hear. Um, LT is a lifelong Fish fan, the band Fish, and actually was one of the first people to do a Fish tour, which the equivalent of Grateful Dead. Is that so? Cause I was on Fish Tour. Back that is in, absolutely back in 19, not true. Back in 19, 1994, uh, in 93. A, the, the premier uh, widespread panic fan as well. Oh, he's the world's <laughs> premier widespread panic cover uh, <laughs> fan. Let me tell you, since we're just, we're having fun. We're, we're I'm going to have to keep it real. Like, I, I, it was so hard for me not to laugh when you were just saying <laughs> One time, years ago, the Gramophone, which has some of the best food, but it used to just be a, a concert venue in there, LT. But that, that used to be a stage and shit. It was a concert place a long okay. time ago. And we were in there, and, and I think this band called the Goddamn Gallows was playing there. Great band. And we were in this parking lot right here, and this guy came up to me, and he goes, Hey, man, you like <coughs> WSP or whatever? And I was like, What? He's like, you like widespread panic? I was like, no, I don't know, you know. And he goes, do you know about them? And I was like, I've heard of them. He's like, you listen to them? I said, no. And he pulled out this fucking, it, it was like, he was like, this is every live show recorded of theirs. 
for you know x amount of years this giant it was like giant cd book like you know one of the like two foot what and he was like somebody gave this to me you take this and listen to it and then pass it pass it on it'll change your life and i was like no i don't i don't want that i don't want that like i just listen to like i hate god and shit like i, I don't want to yeah. listen to that you know I, I listen to real music bro and he um sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> like i yeah, it is different, just different style, you know, I, and I appreciate it, but he made me take it. And then I had it in my house for like a year. And then I met somebody that was like, my brother loves jam bands. I was like, oh, well, give him this, you know, like I, I changed his life. I passed it on, but it was one of the wildest. Right, it'll change your life gifts. for the worst, though. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about LT that a lot of people don't know is he actually went on tour with a band called uh, Jimmy's Chicken Shack and Two Skinny Jays. They toured together. <laughs> Two Skinny Jays. And well, I will tell you, I will tell you this, that I hate 311, but somehow I ended up at Pops one night watching a 311 cover band with some of the guys from another studio here in town. And uh, I felt sorry for all of us. Um, because not only did we show up, it wasn't even 311. It was a fucking 311 cover band. Like, how low? 622. 622. It was, I, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Bowser actually, it really likes 311. I, I, could, that's I could see that. Where is he from originally? Connecticut. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Three Eleven country, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I. I think that's where. Yeah. Three Eleven started. There. They did start in Connecticut. I thought they were from Nebraska. Let's see. I believe they're from Nebraska. They're from Nebraska, from Omaha. The thing about Boo is, he knows a lot about. He toured with Three Eleven. <laughs> he toured with Three Eleven. Toured. I have a friend that is uh, very much likes Three Eleven. I actually do have a friend who is the DJ for 311 on all their cruises and whatnot. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, you're yes. right. Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, okay. So that Midwest style. That's where... Yeah. That's where oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that's Greg another okay. reason for me never to go to Omaha, Nebraska. Um, I, the only the, There's only one reason for me to go to Nebraska, and that's my friend David Koenig. Um, right here. What is, oh, that's the guy he's, that he's, he's the DJ of 311. No, he, uh, yeah, he, uh, or he did. No, he does. He goes all their, their um, cruises. He's the vibe setter, man. He, uh, uh what do you yeah, call it? It's, it's a vibe for he, sure. He himself, uh, the thing about LT, he knows, uh, uh, he knows all the, he knows all the, pe all the, all the people, the smash pumpkins, all the big name people, uh, fucking, uh, method man, all that shit, you know. He's, See. Uh, He's out there doing. Let us hear that beautiful podcast from Boo. I know I, we got we got to get booms. I'm sorry, booms for Boo. Uh, we got to get booms for our mics just so we can bring them in closer. I know this table's for especially for big guys. It's a little tough to get around. One time, Boo, LT gave the band Spine Shank weed at the Blue Note. No, that was me. That was me. <laughs> Did they shank you? Funny. I'm gonna come up with a new wild late '90s Columbia, Missouri band. I will. I will. I will actually tell a little story about a delivery I made at at the Blue Note. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and I actually I'm pretty proud of this. Uh, so my my uh, 
my baby's mama's brother, Dean, R.I.P., Acton, was working security at uh, an Everclear show. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, at the Blue Note. Great band. Great band. Um, Harsh as the alcohol. (laughs) Well, the whole band is sober and doesn't allow any drugs or alcohol. And, like, one of their main rules is, like, there's no drugs and alcohol, even with their roadies or anything. And so, like... I had to go deliver a bag of weed to her brother. He was working security, so it's pretty risky at the Everclear concert. The, uh, <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> no, no. Actually, that shit's so old that doesn't yeah, matter no. anymore. Like, I don't even give a fuck. You all already know that I used to sell weed. I just like to say allegedly. No. <laughs> I do, too. Um, But, yeah. No, it, yeah, yeah, that's one of my that's my story. Yeah. That's awesome. Did you? We're about to go on a Columbia uh, mid late nineties Columbia journey. Did <laughs> Did you go to the? You remember the Boco Mo Festival? Oh yeah, they were supposed. It was like the first annual. I was in eighth grade, so I was like ninety eight. I'm or pretty sure that I went. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was. Everclear there. was there and like stabbing westward and uh, two skinny J's, which you did follow on tour, I've heard. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard that too yeah. earlier. <laughs> and like yeah. uh, the bottle rockets. And it was it was on the it was in like the fairgrounds out there. And also on the same property was a gun show. And my best friend Tyson bought a knife, like this crazy knife. They just sold it to us, you know, in eighth grade or whatever. Oh no. And then uh he had to like throw they made him like throw it away because they're like you can't bring this fucking knife in here dude that uh yeah yeah yeah. columbia was wild back then (laughs) you can do all kinds of wild it was a different wild than here here's wild there was a different it was a whole different wild yeah yeah no it's it was like redneck wild yeah 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 no you could do redneck weird wild shit like i know i know (laughs) i was actually i was just me and my dad were talking about the old days uh, when I was younger and wilder on the way when I was on the way here, just talking on the phone, and I was like, "Man, you can't do what even me and my ex did back then. Like we, like it, it would be considered like I don't even like I don't even know. They, they like there'd be Amber Alerts and." <laughs> like all kinds of shit going on. It's like I probably would have been shot in the middle of the highway. And he had his phone out, you know. We're at fifty four forty six currently. With as we've been holding that, haven't we? With five percent reporting now. We've been holding. With, uh, we've been two hundred and seventy five thousand votes cast so far. Let's say. Uh, so Trent. Sounds like uh, the tattoo and uh, uh, cannabis festival is going to be a go on the wreck scene. <laughs> that shit's going to be crazy now that I'm past it as a wreck. Yep. That's cool. We, yep. We legal now. Yep. 21 and older. I was reading a thing, though, that honestly, they're saying the consumption lounge is actually a thing. It just has to do with where you live. Yeah. And I'm like, Vegas. I need to just open my own little consumption lounge slash selling all the food that I've been wanting to cook and sell for That's people what, anyways because I got the cooking skills and the shit to pay the bills have a little music in there have a little whatever yep we've talked we've heard of consumption lounges yeah I know somebody just got one <laughs> Brennan nah nah he had one yeah yeah, yeah yeah so we so we just shut down the RX law 
We'll be opening up the RX penthouse here and hopefully for the new year. Like for New Year's Eve. Uh, if not, it'll be ready. Did, you, did you go up to that thing they just had at the uh, get uh, the skate church? Nah. The thing, all the people, I see a bunch nah. of people said. Like Halloween? Nah, yeah. we were at. We that were probably at, was Halloween. Yeah, nah, we were, at, we were at the RX one year anniversary. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. That's what it was, I think, yeah. Yeah, it was Halloween. Shout out to Haley Campaign. T shirt. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, we got, we're going to put on a, a tattoo, like cannabis event, out of the, out, out of the Rock Road where we've had the other events the last couple of uh, times. So. Which part of the Rock Road? Oh, shit. Um, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it? What's that? Uh, what's that place Over called? The what's side, this? The Rittner side or the Wellston side? Oh, he don't so even like, know, bro. Know. It's what? on. It's on. It's on like the side, like coming toward the city, like. Uh, what, like Wellston. Yeah. 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 talking about Saint Charles, Saint right, bro? Charles Rock Road. Yeah, yeah. You talking about where it turns into MLK? Yeah. yeah. Oh, y'all fucking getting wild. No, no, no. That's... I just drove through there with him the other day. There ain't nothing going on right there. It looked like it's deserted. We got, guys, we, got guys, we got guys this size, but, so you know we're we're fully secure. Secure, yeah, yeah, yeah. We secure. we just had an event out there. That place, like, actually, Dude. the place is really nice. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's they have the, the they have some weddings. No, it's it's before it's it's on this side of Kings Highway. It's on this side of Kings no, Highway. I just went up there the other day. My. Uh, I went up to go check out the block. What my dad, it? my grandma, my great grandma all lived on up at Moffat at Vandeventer. Because I seen that the whole shit was open. And I was like, I can go sit and grow some food up there and do whatever. But hell no, that shit's fucking wild as a motherfucker at this point. That's where you want to be at. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they had some good ass barbecue going on at the bar at the corner of Moffat and Vandeventer. Word. That's some damn shit was smelling good. I check out out and ask the lady. I said, hey, man, she said, oh, we start up in a half an hour. Why is that? Hell yeah. I mean, there was, it was a. Uh, it's, it's cheap to get a vending license down, down here in St. Louis, like $200 per, per month or something like that. Damn. damn. Nice to hop in there. Badges? We don't need no stinking badges. <laughs> license. The only thing I need a license to do is ill. <laughs> I don't know. Are we a wrap? We got a good, fun talking. Boo, I appreciate you coming on and having some fun with us on LT's birthday, birthday episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Thanks for having me. It was a good time. Player don't hate. Y'all both are 48. Man, what's how they say it? We ain't too I'm late 38. at 48. <laughs> Gee, it's all.